I teach people how to build something immediately. It's that whole cycle and circle of life. We did it just basically out of our kitchen at the time. While yoga is the practice, Ayurveda is really the science and the medicine behind it. Passage to profit, road to entrepreneurship. You just heard some snippets from our show. It was a really great one, so stay tuned. Want to patent your invention? The chance is near. You've given it heart. Now get it in gear. It's Passage to Profit with Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. I am Kenya Gibson filling in for Richard Gearhart, founder of Gearhart Law, a full service trademark and IP law firm. And I'm Elizabeth Gearhart, not a lawyer, but I do marketing for Gearhart Law. We do patents too. And I have my own startup. So we're going to be hosting the show today. Richard got back from Mexico at two in the morning as trying to catch up on many other things except his sleep. (laughs) (laughs) And here we are. (laughs) And here we are. (laughs) We're going to have a really good show today because we have Tim S. Marshall, who is a motivational speaker, an author, a life coach. He's written more than seven books, so really excited to speak with him today. And we have Marcella Gencarelli, who is a client engagement and community outreach strategist. So super show on the way. Right. They're going to tag team our guest spot, which I'm very excited about. And then we have two kind of food products, which who doesn't love food? (laughs) Obviously, I do. Um, So we have (laughs) Carrie Brown with Gangster, eatgangster.com. I love her stuff. It's good. She sent me some samples. It's delicious. And she is helping people that have food intolerances to be able to eat something that tastes good. (laughs) So you want to hear more about what she has. And then we have Sarisha Mangala with Tezan, T-E-Z-A-H-N. So I know we're all told you need to drink more water. You need to drink more water, but how boring is water? Well, not if you drink what she makes. So we're really excited to hear about her water flavors, but Before we get started, normally we would do IP in the news, but since Kenya and I are both marketing, we're going to do a marketing minute. So today we're going to talk about authenticity, and I'm glad that you picked this as a marketing topic because in one of my brand integration meetings the other day, this was like the new tagline going into 2023. Authenticity is the new currency when it comes to all things marketing. That's interesting. And why is that, do you think? Do you think people are just tired of getting conned by people all the time. (laughs) You know what I think? I think COVID taught us a lot about like just how to connect to people on a real level. Like we all had the same a plethora of problems or at least things that we could connect to similarly with the pandemic. Like it was an even playing field. Mm -hmm. So no one was able to really escape it. And I think it allowed us to prioritize and really like re-engage with people in a real way. And I got to tell you, I think it got a lot of people out of the whole celebrity brain of comparing themselves to celebrities or looking up to celebrities. And I think people just see a value now in connecting to real people, which is why authenticity now is going to be the new currency when it comes to anything marketing and branding related. I agree. And I think the other piece of the authenticity part is that People seem a little more willing now to tell their stories and tell some of the painful parts of their stories, whereas before Mm -hmm. maybe we weren't. But I find people opening up more with some of the challenges that they've had to overcome. And that goes a long way towards seeing their authentic selves, right? Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. Even for me, there was something, and I don't know if a lot of people know this about me. I'm not sure if I even talked about it on the show, but I was a teen mom, right? And it was something that I like was not proud of for a long time because I think society just makes you feel like you're downcast and you're like judge. And it was something I wouldn't share because I didn't want people to think less of me. But it's something now that I totally embrace because I've been able to get to the other side of that. My son is 23 now. He's a college graduate. He's like a super person. And he was really the best choice that I ever made. Right. So it's like I don't have to be ashamed of that. Like, I don't it's not something that I necessarily recommend for young women because it was certainly hard and it had its challenges. But it's something that I've learned to embrace because it's part of my journey and it's part of my story. My sister had her first baby at 18 and it was not planned. It's hard. It's hard. But the fact of the matter is that she kept the baby. She didn't give it up for adoption or anything. She kept the baby and raised him herself. My sister's older than I am. So he's 50 now. He's had a pretty good life and he's done really well. And, you know, it is hard. And she was single mom for a while. And it's hard raising these kids. And it's hard when you're young raising them, but it's important. And I think that most kids want to be with their biological parents. 
So. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like it's part of her story, right? Like people connect mm-hmm. to stories, which is why authenticity is so important, right? Like if you have something real that someone can connect to, you don't really have to sell them anything because they're already relating with you on a real level. Right. So to look at you, the successful woman, gorgeous, and to think that you had struggles in your life. I mean, I think other people say, well, if she could struggle through that, maybe I can struggle through what I'm doing too. Definitely. Right? We can all struggle together. <laughs> <laughs> and learn, so, right? And learn. Right. So should we do Kenya's round table? Oh, God, I'm honored. I'm honored. Sure. Let's start with Marcella. What I, do you think I, about authenticity? What do I think about authenticity? I was 17. That's why when I had mentioned about, you know, my grandson before I'm going on number five, it just so happened that, you know, make, makes you seem older to others, but you're really not. You're actually have an opportunity to embrace multiple generations and have this very distinct impact. Like my impact with them is so much different than the other set of grandparents. Mm-hmm. The other set of grandparents are retired and they're in the easy chair and they're accessible and I'm out running around doing yeah. things and showing them a different side of what life can be and what life will be going down the road. So the authenticity part is huge. And it is to your point, extremely relatable. And I too was very much close-lipped about it for many years because I thought that it kind of like added a layer of either having made a mistake, error in judgment, or people are trying to figure out how old you are and they put you at a space where you are not. So there were lots of reasons as to why I didn't. But during the pandemic, nope, it changed all of that because every moment in time, even though I was, you know, bless them as precious, it was like on radar as being precious. It just magnified the precious part. Yeah. So you're a glamour. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> and a good looking one. Yeah, no, but but to your point, like people resonate with things that are real and people who are not perfect. And I, mm-hmm. I always believe that God uses the imperfect people to confound the wise. So I'm I'm definitely in the imperfect category because, you know, we all go through stuff. Right. So so thank you for sharing that and being so transparent. Tim, what about you? Authenticity is only everything. Right. So, you know, my uh, best selling book is The Power of Breaking Fear. In order to be authentic, you got to understand your own vulnerabilities. And fear goes with several different core topics that I've come up with. But one of the second books I wrote was Be Yourself, Sell Anything. Why would I write Be Yourself, Sell Anything? Be Yourself. What a crazy concept. Right. And I think you nailed it when you said, you know, people want authenticity. They want the realness. They don't want the fakeness. They don't want the celebrities, all these different things that were just bombed with polarization of this person and that. And we have to be this certain way. And even doing Zoom events in the last couple of years with some corporations, you know, I went into more of the vulnerabilities of fear, fear of change, fear of comparison, fear of judgment, fear of failure, all these different things. And then you get that authentic piece. And then, you know, you start to realize that, hey, I'm not so different. Other people feel the same way. And if I feel this way, I can achieve certain things that maybe somebody else has. So authenticity really does bridge the gap between building relationships that are very sustainable, you know, for now and in the future. Very good. Very good. And what about you, Carrie? I think you guys are right. Authenticity is absolutely key. I have been a part of three different consumer brands um, throughout my career. Lululemon Athletica, D Pet Hotels, which was one of the most luxurious dog hotels in New York City. And then now Eat Gangster, which is my allergen-friendly baking mix company. And in all three, what I would say both for the success of me and for the success of the brand, it had to be authentic. It had to resonate not only with the people out there, but also with me in order for me to be able to impact each of those brands in my own way, but then also for those brands to be successful to their customers. So absolutely, I think the currency concept is a really neat one because I think it's very true in these times. Well said. Thank you. Risha, what about you? How do you feel about authenticity? I think it's such a core and such an important part of what all of us should be mindful of. And all of you have made such wonderful points about that. So to me, when I think about what I have done as a product, it goes back to thinking about my grandmother. And if you think about maybe probably 20, 15, 20 or 30 years ago, if you talk to your grandparents or great grandparents, you can see how 
there's an unfiltered communication with them because they're really being true to their self, right? I mean, there's, there's absolutely nothing that they think about. So I feel like that is really pure authenticity is because that they're able to just speak their mind and just be who they are and not be worried about being judged by everyone around them, right? But I think over time, because of a lot of the social media and a lot of exposure to what have you may, it's just become the need to be somebody else and not the real you. So I think everybody made wonderful points that just not having the fear of not showing your true self and being confident, being true, that in itself is so important. And I think that in itself says a lot about who you are. So you don't need anything else beyond that to stay true and to actually sell whatever product you may have or just being who you are and finding the true people who really appreciate for who you are. That's really great. You know, I want to just add one thing to that. So my daughter closed her Instagram account. My daughter's 26. One of her beautiful young friends was on Instagram and decided she needed to Photoshop herself because she didn't look good enough. And my daughter was just like, that's crazy. So when we come back, we will be interviewing Tim S. Marshall, who is a business strategist, life coach, speaker, and also Marcella Jen Corelli, who is a client engagement and community outreach strategist. They have a lot of really interesting things to say. So stay tuned. Passage to Profit, Road to Entrepreneurship, Kenya Gibson sitting in for Richard Gearhart, and I'm Elizabeth Gearhart. We'll be right back. What are entrepreneurs' most valuable assets? Their passion and ideas. We can't protect your passion, but we can protect your ideas. Trust Gear. Heart Law to protect your ideas with premier patent, trademark, and copyright services. There's never been a better time to start your own business. Contact us at GearHeartLaw.com. At GearHeart Law, we have years of experience protecting entrepreneurs' ideas and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, contact the experts at GearHeart Law. Law.com. Don't let the wrong protection strategy ruin your business. All of our attorneys are passionate about protection and are licensed and qualified to represent you before the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Don't start your project without calling us first. Contact Gearheart Law on the web at G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W.com. At Gearheart Law, we believe the most successful companies all have one thing in common. They start with a solid foundation first. Gearheart Law has years of experience protecting entrepreneurs, ideas, and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, contact the experts at www.gearheartlaw.com. Our professionals will create a custom strategy designed to fit your needs and your budget. All of our attorneys are passionate about protection, licensed, and qualified to represent you before the United States Patent and Trademark office. Don't start your project without calling us first. Visit GearHeartLaw.com. Together, we can change the world. Visit G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W.com. This ad has been read by a non-attorney spokesperson. Now back to Passage to Profit. Once again, Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. I'm Kenya Gibson sitting in for Richard Gearhart. I'm here with Elizabeth and we're going to just jump into this conversation with our two very special guests today, Tim S. Marshall who I mentioned earlier on is a motivational speaker. He's a life coach. He's an entrepreneur. He's an author. He's written seven books in two years. I haven't written one book yet, so I'm, I'm way behind. But he's big on personal growth, entrepreneurship, helping young professionals, and built a company that was recognized by Inc. Magazine for four years in a row as one of the fastest growing companies in America. So excited to talk to him. And then we also have Marcella Jen Corelli, client engagement and community outreach strategist. And we're excited to talk to her and Tim today. So why don't we start with you, Tim? Why don't you jump right in and tell us what you do? I'm not sure. <laughs> well, that's, really, that was authentic. Really, really <laughs> it's like the rest of us sitting here. Yeah, what are we doing it, here? <laughs> it changes moment by moment. You know, my background is breaking fear. So I take on the hardest things and I try to figure out what I'm made out of. And if I can break it, then somebody else can. So what I do is I help entrepreneurs either start, scale, build a business. I do events. Uh, on the power of breaking fear personally and professionally. I am a business strategist, you know, numerically and stuff like that. So 
you know, what I do and what I say isn't based on the fact of reading a bunch of books. It's I do it. I go on the streets and I take on the biggest risks that are calculated and I think I can't do it and I lose all kinds of sleep. And then I turn down the, you know, shades and I start to freak out and then I do it anyway. And I try to do it as fast as possible. So I teach people how to build something immediately. And I always, you know, when I'm interviewed or go to universities, there's there's two real key concepts and that's activity and speed. And what's between those two is self-doubt. So when you go after something, whether it's starting a business, sales, whatever it is, speaking, you do it and you keep doing it over and over and over again until you build up your skill set that literally you are the company. You are the walking example of what you're trying to exceed. And that's what I teach. That is so profound because the self-doubt piece is so strong in so many of us. You're right. I mean, I've experienced that in my own life many times. Why am I not getting where I want? It's because of self-doubt. So what's one of the things that you've done that's been a real challenge for you recently? Recently, you know, I've taken on, you know, I helped somebody start a company about seven years ago after I sold my company. I built a tech company when the market crashed in 2008. Didn't borrow any money, didn't use any of my money. And I was like, oh my God, is this possible? I could start a company with no capital whatsoever, even though I had some savings, but I launched it and then turned into being one of the fastest growing companies recognized by Inc. Magazine four years in a row. And then what I've done is help people do the same thing, even through COVID. So I work with companies right now that have either been kind of stuck or, you know, or they're in a situation right now where they need to expand and scale. So I go in and I give them exactly what the skill set they need to have, which is teach, delegate, and inspect. So I teach people on how to storytell, compelling messages, how to be yourself and sell anything. And a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with, you know, going from a solopreneur to an entrepreneur. Well, you have to be that teacher. And that's what I do. And I help them. And, you know, my big thing is it's not about my success. It's how successful are the people around me? That's it. You know, it is what it is. There's no ego. It's I've got like a 99% success ratio because I've done it all. So I teach them, you know, all the different things I've done. And then when people back off and they're like, I can't do it, I can't do it. Because I've done it, I can say, well, this is exactly what you needed. And it's just like you said, the self-doubt is a big, big thing, especially, you know, with our cell phones. You know, I tell a lot of entrepreneurs, salespeople, anybody, utilize your cell phone for research. When I had my company, all, all I used was my cell phone but I used it for all the right reasons. I wasn't caught up with the Facebooks and the Instagrams and the bullying and all the different things. That will dilute your brain. So I really go after qualitative stuff versus quantitative and I help people launch, you know, whatever they think they can achieve into what they can achieve so that they can teach it to other people. I just want to go back to fear for a second because I think there's a lot of preconceived things when it comes to fear. So I actually look at fear as a gift and it's a sign that you're probably moving in the right direction. So what are some tactical things that people can use to leverage fear as a positive, as opposed to a negative? What do you control? What do you not control? Make a list. If you have control over it and you're scared of doing it, but meanwhile, you keep thinking about it. I want to do it. I want to do it, but you're not doing it. That's a positive fear that you're hundred percent right. You nailed it because people do get caught up into, you know, well, fear is bad. Fear is it? No, fear is a really good motivator. And through this course of time of teaching people how to break fears, the main thing that I've learned over so many years is a lot of people don't like to admit they're in fear. That's the biggest problem. And I think with COVID and times have changed and you brought up authenticity earlier, you know, people are more open-minded now. So it's, what do you control? What do you not control? Do awareness checks. You know, where are you right now in your life? Where do you want to be? Do you have an open mind? Are you open to change? Are you willing to take the actions? If you're willing to take the actions, then you have to practice those actions to the point that you can teach other people how to achieve. That's really awesome. So you have private clients now. Do you also give presentations? I did a lot of individual coaching with COVID, you know, especially with uh, entrepreneurs and solopreneurs and stuff like that, just to help them get through. And I've done all kinds of interviews all over the world, but just, you know, trying to, to give as much as what I've learned over time of taking on fear, because 
in order to break fear, you have to be in fear. People are like, well, you're fearless. I'm like, no, I'm not actually. <laughs> no, I, I'm in fear. I just have to break it. So, but yeah, I take on, you know, individual clients, I, you know, but now it's starting to go more into the speaking events again and, you know, consulting. I think as I'm getting older, right, I used to have a lot of anxiety about certain situations and I'm just learning how to take advantage of those moments. I actually had a moment of fear this morning, but when I felt the anxiety of having to approach a particular situation, I knew that was a sign that I had to do it on the spot. When we're running just off of emotions, that can be a real red flag. So it's what you said, you know, how you approach the situation and then you say, well, I need to do it and then do it. Face your fears head on if it's logical. And it's funny, you make a good point. I, I saw this Instagram post yesterday and it was about how you will regret in your 70s the chance or the moment that you didn't take to pursue something. And it's easier to live with approaching something rather than the regret of not fulfilling that. And that just resonated with me so much. I was like, God, that's my biggest fear is like, what if I would have tried to do that? And it could have actually happened. A hundred percent. And I just say this real thing, you know, in the beginning part of the power of breaking fear in my book, I talk about if you had your own glass globe, snow globe, how would you design it? If you shook it, would all the pieces fall over into a heap of disarray because you have control over those pieces. And as time goes on, I'm getting older now. I'm like, holy cow, what's, what's going on here? But I don't live in a life of regret because I've taken on my challenges. And over time, as you said, you get into your 60s, 70s, 80s, you look back, why didn't I do it? Everybody can do it. Anybody can do it. You know, I hear these interviews sometimes and they're like, well, not everybody's built to be an entrepreneur. Not everybody's this. And I'm like, that's not true at all. Everybody's built based on if they take it head on. And why not you? Yeah. Why not you? Let's bring Marcella in. Can you please explain to people what you mean by client engagement and community outreach and the, why every business needs to have that? Absolutely. But one of the things I want to dovetail on Tim's piece about fear, because Elizabeth, you were part of this with me back in the beginning stages of COVID. Everything in terms of client engagement and community outreach for what was considered the norm stopped. And you had to say, how do I break through this fear? And I'll give you some tactics as to how I work through that. And Elizabeth was part of this. She watches. We worked together during this, along with some other really fabulous folks that I had worked with. You had no choice. So I put together a plan in my mind. It gave myself a deadline. I said, you have five days to figure this out. Knew nothing about technology. I am not a technology guru, not by any stretch of the imagination. Literally was my little people in my life. They told me, they said, We'll show you how to use the iPad and how to start Zoom. And that was how I started with the power of connections. It were those that I was connected to part of community engagement and client engagement to launch the Zoom because I could not from my employer. We had to use WebEx only and I wasn't set up for that yet. So in my mind, all I did was see my career taking a nosedive. I was just like, that's it. I'm done. I'm over, but I'm not going to let that happen. So through the power of community engagement, client engagement, authenticity, the whole nine yards, those that I had worked with over the course of years, used their Zoom, created the marketing materials because we weren't ready to do that either for three months and launched the Zoom. And we became sponsors, which is sponsor other things during the course of years. So that was nothing new, nothing that we hadn't done before. So we continued with client engagement chamber activities, lunch and learns right away, right out the gate, because all I kept thinking was, I can't think about what was, can't think about what's going to be, have to be in the present, have to work from now and break through the fear that all this falls apart. That's not an option. And failure wasn't an option. So I think that kind of like covers all of that because it also talks about client engagement, community outreach, and all of the above and how that all ties together with authenticity and Tim's power breaking fear. I mean, I reached out to Tim on LinkedIn during that time, about a year or two, and, and, and he answered me. And I remember our first conversation was about a year and a half ago. He did respond to a LinkedIn inquiry and uh, he was in his car pulled over and he gave some thought as to all the things I was doing. And I remember what he said, he goes, 
So I'm doing this, huh? And I said, oh, yes, you are. And I, <laughs> I, was, I had a breakthrough fear to say, so you get him to say yes. That I thought, you know, was just power breaking fear before I actually knew what that term meant. But for a small business, you still need community outreach and client engagement. So how does a small business do that? Get involved where you are. Be consistent. If it's a chamber that you're getting involved in, join every committee or at least a committee that you know you can show up for and never, ever go into it thinking I'm going to get something because you go in giving, you will get, you just receive. It's that whole cycle and circle of life component. We'll be back with more from Tim S. Marshall and Marcella Jen Corelli, Passage to Profit, Road to Entrepreneurship with Kenya Gibson, sitting in for Richard Gearhart. I'm Elizabeth Gearhart. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Lisa Askley, the inventress, founder, CEO, and president of Inventing A to Z. I've been inventing products for over 38 years, hundreds of products later and dozens of patents. I help people develop products and put them on the market from concept to fruition. I bring them to some of the top shopping networks in the world, QVC, HSN, Evine Live, and retail stores. Have you ever said to yourself, someone should invent that thing? Well, I say, why not make it you? If you want to know how to develop a product from concept to fruition the right way, contact me, Lisa Askeles, the inventress. Go to inventingatoz.com, inventingatoz.com. Email me, lisa at inventingatoz.com. Treat yourself to a day chock full of networking, education, music, shopping, and fun. Go to my website, inventingatoz.com. What are entrepreneurs' most valuable assets? Their passion and ideas. We can't protect your passion, but we can protect your ideas. Trust Gearheart Law to protect your ideas with premier patent, trademark, and copyright services. There's never been a better time to start your own business. Contact us at GearheartLaw.com. At Gearheart Law, we have years of experience protecting entrepreneurs' ideas and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, contact the experts at Gearheart Law, www.gearheartlaw.com. Don't let the wrong protection strategy ruin your business. All of our attorneys are passionate about protection and are licensed and qualified to represent you before the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Don't start your project without calling us first. Contact Gearheart Law on the web at G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W.com. At Gearheart Law, we believe the most successful companies all have one thing in common. They start with a solid foundation first. Gearheart Law has years of experience protecting entrepreneurs, ideas, and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, contact the experts at www.gearheartlaw.com. Our professionals will create a custom strategy designed to fit your needs and your budget. All of our attorneys are passionate about protection, licensed and qualified to represent you before the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Don't start your project without calling us first. Visit GearheartLaw.com. Together, we can change the world. Visit G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W.com. This ad has been read by a non-attorney spokesperson. Passage to Profit continues with Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. Kenya Gibson sitting in for Richard Gearhart. I'm here with Elizabeth great conversation with Tim S. Marshall and Marcella Jen Corelli and getting a lot of information and tips and advice about fear and how to leverage fear and how to grow your business and how to connect to the community. Tim, it says here, you turn weakness into strength, fear into speed and self-doubt into power fast. What are some of the techniques that you use with people? Or could you give us like maybe a little bit of an outtake from one of the presentations that you give when you're asked to speak on this topic? One of the main things you can do, absolutely crucial, is to give. The more you give, the more you get. We've heard the terms, you know, it's not what you know, it's who you know, but it's really a combination of both. We can be the experts and brainiacs and scientific minds and whatever it may be. But what use does it have unless you leverage it into relationships? Because once you leverage that into relationships and then you use the word referral, right? Mm -hmm. You want to build a business fast, do what's right, give more, expect less. You will get 
referred. And, you know, one relationship can turn into 6,000 customers in less than five years. I mean, that just from a company standpoint. So the advice I always give is give more, practice your communication skills, put yourself into another person's shoes, fear no judgment. If you're doing good things, you don't have to worry about bad things. Is there such a thing as failure? No, there's no such thing as failure. It's a learning curve. If you get a 40% on a test, yeah, you might get an app, but you still learn 40% of it. Maybe people will don't agree with that, but you still you know, learn portions of it. And as somebody that had a seventh grade education when I was 20, I had to start over from scratch and figure out how in the world am I going to get a college credit? So my biggest advice is practice what you think about the most that you want to achieve or be like, and then give yourself whether it's communication, whether it's helping somebody, you know, even hiring people or building a company. I could say I all day long. What does that matter? But when I bring people on and I care more about them and their families, what's going to happen to them? That all goes into building that nucleus. And then people feel that. Customers feel that. I really think you're right to think of it that way. What can you give to make a difference in order to not only achieve the results you want, but more importantly, what other people are going to achieve? And don't you think part of the authenticity is that giving? I went from, you know, whatever it is, school to sales and turned into the black belt sales guy, right? But there's a lot of customers I never even sold, but they referred me to other customers because I was so upfront, just your communication skills, you you do it right. And let me help you out with this. So, yeah. and, And from, you know, the fear perspective of me, you know, dabbling in the companies or speaking or branding or patents or books, audibles, all kinds of different things. I've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I've had people sell me all kinds of different things. And, you know, I feel like I lived in a plastic bubble until I went out in the speaking world. And I was like, wow, that's not what I thought it was. (laughs) I'll tell you, there is one person that I know for sure, who is really good at seeing through all the inauthenticity. And that would be our dear friend, Kenya. (laughs) (laughs) She'll cut to the chase, right, Kenya? What helps you see if somebody's trying to pull a con job on you or sell you something you don't want? To be honest with you, I always pray about people that come across my path. And I just ask God to just show me their intentions early on so I don't waste a lot of time. I lead from my heart a lot of times. And I think everybody is a good person. And my husband tells me all the time, Kenya, everybody's not good. You have to stop giving people the benefit of the doubt. But I want to believe that there's good in people because I think there is. Really, that's the secret sauce, asking for you to have a full, authentic scope to see people for what they are, how they're moving, how their intentions are. And I'm telling you, God shows me people right away. And sometimes I'm like, no, I don't want to believe that. And he's like, yep, (laughs) that's it. And I'm like, oh, I guess. But I always give people a chance, though. Even if I see something that's not the greatest, I'm very gracious because I want grace extended to me because I'm not perfect either. But I'm really good at seeing the forest through the trees. Yeah. Who else has a really good spidey sense is Marcella. And maybe it's just because she and I usually agree. I don't know. (laughs) But Marcella really has a clear lens. She's looking through a very clear lens when she looks at people, I think. But she's always nice. She's always the sweetest person you'd ever want to run across. Well, I always found it best to try to deal with like adversity and those who come into your path to try to just sell you, sell you, sell you. So thank you so much for being mm-hmm. so thoughtful. I can't, <laughs> I may get back to you. And that's it, cuts it right off. Yeah. But, Cut to the but chase. One of the things I, I live for is giving referrals and I'll never provide you with a referral that's not qualified at the point when given the referral. And I've never sold. I never come with the whole selling piece. I'll lead with an opportunity, an opportunity for you to meet someone else. So on the referral side to keep referrals as qualified referrals, always to look at the person that you're referring to for their higher good, as well as the person that you're referring for their higher good as well. And then to always think about how can we all expand our world just a little more? That's what brought us here today. I do want to say something too, just about Richard and Elizabeth. They are really the greatest example of the law of reciprocity when it comes to just giving onto people and creating opportunities. I will tell you five years ago, when this radio show started, this was like a vision 
that was we kind of put out there and it's just blown up into this thing that I don't even think we even imagined this, right, Elizabeth? It was just an idea that we had over champagne and here we are today. And it's the result of them using this platform to give everyone an opportunity to showcase their business, showcase their expertise and giving people an opportunity to uh, flourish. And that is what the show was built on. So I just wanted to say thank you to them. Thank you, Kenya. And Kenya was instrumental in the show and she was instrumental in getting us syndicated too. So I know I didn't even know what the word syndication meant when we started. I don't think, I don't know what it means either. I feel like you're in more than you're in a lot of places, I I guess. Right. (laughs) Yeah. But Kenya was instrumental in this. Well, thank you, Kenya, for those kind words. But I honestly think it's a lot more interesting show if we have more people on it. (laughs) And I love talking to the people, but right now it's time for Kenya Gibson to present her power move. Kenya, who is it? Well, thank you, Elizabeth. So for power move, we're going to talk about CEO and entrepreneur, Jessica Hernandez, who was the founder of Joyfully. So Jessica didn't have any connections in the industry. She had no business background, but she loved art and she only had a vision of what a startup could look like. She built joyfully from scratch by perfecting these steps, designing products, creating great content, and finding wholesale buyers who could affordably carry her product, which is dresses. And she's using her brand to empower women and girls with proceeds from the dresses going towards Women International, which is an organization dedicated to providing economic support social awareness for female survivors of war. So she is our power move for today. Wow. She's a saint. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Wow. Good for her. So I guess we should move on to my startup. I have a video directory for small businesses online. I've been going through many different iterations and I just came up with a very exciting idea and a very exciting way to describe it, but I'm not ready to reveal it to the world yet. So, cause I'm not ready to launch yet. So I need to get my website done before I can do more real work on this. And I'm starting my website work now. The website is not going to be structured the way any current website is structured. So we're doing it from scratch. It's going to take a few months to do. Once that website is done, then I may come knocking on Tim's door. <laughs> And Marcella has been interested in this project with me from day one. She's been a wonderful, strong influence saying, yes, I think this is great. I think you should do it. I want to help. And so we're thinking about what it's going to look like after the website's done and we start really doing the soft launch and getting things ready for when we actually do the hard launch maybe in a year. So because I have to get a lot of background work done first. So that's where I am. But now I want to move on to somebody who has already launched has amazing products and looks amazing too. So if Carrie, if I eat your products, will I look like you? <laughs> so, Thank you for the compliment. <laughs> sign us up. Sign us up. I'm going to introduce Carrie Brown with eatgangster.com. Tell us what you have, Carrie. My co-founder and I, Heather McDonough, and I launched in 2020, we launched an allergen-friendly baking mix company. We did it just basically out of our kitchen at the time, just kind of trying to create products that she and I both would enjoy. And felt that there might be some interest there, but, um, you know, we launched with three SKUs and over the course of the last three years, we now have 10 different SKUs and have been able to grow tremendously. And we're super excited about it. My company's name is Eat Gangster and Gangster is actually an acronym for what our mixes are all about. So they're grain-free, almond and peanut-free, nightshade-free, gluten-free, et cetera. They're for people who have food allergies and sensitivities, For people who are struggling with autoimmune disease and are on a strict restrictive diet or that kind of thing, typically they're able to enjoy our mixes. So just trying to create ways for people to be able to have joy again, even though there may be so much restriction in their diet. There's over 24 million people with autoimmune disease of some kind. That may be something as drastic as MS. I personally have uh, type one diabetes and also thyroid challenges. My co-founder has uh, psoriatic arthritis. So it kind of runs the gamut. Doctors are now even speaking to Alzheimer's and autism also being connected into the autoimmune world. So many people are struggling with those things. And what many doctors are finding is that while you may still need medicines or or that kind of thing for your your, um, situation, like I do, I need insulin. Food as medicine has become a mega trend when it comes to autoimmune disease and our products all fall within taking out, as you said, eliminating all the major inflammatory foods 
And so with our products, you don't have to worry about those sorts of inflammatory foods. Hmm. I love that term you use food as medicine. So I love what you're doing in this space because food is the biggest component to everything that we're putting in our body, right? Nutrient wise. I mean, it's crucial. People can at least help control some of their health problems simply by eating in a certain way. And every body is so different. Mine is different from yours. Um, so you really have to dig in and start to learn, okay, why, why do I have joint pain? Why am I having trouble with anxiety or what kind of dig in a little bit more? It may very simply be a gluten intolerance or it's something simple like that. So, you know, one of our missions is just to get the word out about how food can affect your daily life and your health. Long ago, when people started health food, it all tasted like cardboard, but your mixes are delicious. I made the banana bread. I did add walnuts because I love walnuts, but it was good. Finding healthy food that's good for you, that tastes good has been a struggle, but I think you're helping solve that problem for people too. Our mission statement is we create foods that bring freedom and joy back to those on restorative diets, whatever that is. So that freedom and joy is such a component. As far as ingredients go, we use tiger nut flour. Most people have not heard of it, but it's been used for thousands of years. It's a root vegetable. So instead of it being a grain, it's a tuber, basically. It's a root veggie. And so that's what we use as the base of our mixes. Marcella, do you have a question or comment? Carrie did share her packaging and her logo. And it's, it's just, it's, it's eye-catching. We actually had a blast doing it. You know, kind of a bigger theme of our business is the concept of beauty from ashes. I can start to cry about these things, both for myself and also for our, our customers, but probably 95% of our customers, they do struggle with MS. They have type one diabetes. They have Crohn's, colitis, et cetera. They are struggling every day, every minute of the day with whatever they've been dealt with, right? And so the packaging has uh, black and white sketched flowers, kind of tattoo-like, but then we filled in color in there because we believe that so much beauty can come out of ashes. And, you know, we see our product and our business that way, but also feel that way about our own health and also the health of our customers, that there is hope there. You don't have to just struggle constantly. You can also find joy in your life through food, even if there are certain things that are affecting your health. Tim. I think it's great. I physically work out my box. And a lot of times I'm like, what's good? What's not good? I'm confused. What do I eat? But what I do like is eat gangster, right? What does that mean? That's a compelling word. So it makes you curious. So I like it. That's a good point. I was just going to say during COVID, I was struggling a lot with my weight. And what's hard for me is that I'm a trainer, right? So I have a lot of accountability for the women that come and take my classes. But what I was struggling with on the food side wasn't resonating on the, you know, the workout side. And I decided to go plant-based. And when it was, when I addressed what was going on spiritually with myself and what was going on with my relationship with food, yeah. then I started to see the shift. Right. And I'll tell you, like just adjusting things in my diet and finding out how my body reacts to food was like a game changer for me. And it got me unstuck. So now I feel like I'm in a place where my food is matching up with my workouts and I'm starting to get the results that I want, but I'm more so in a healthier space mind, body, and spirit. And that really narrows it down to what I'm putting in my body. So I just admire what you're doing. I love hearing what you say too, because yes, it's about the physical body, but it's so much more than that because our gut health affects our brain health too, and certainly our spiritual health. So to kind of, for you to be looking at it holistically like that is, it's such a smart way to go about it. So your website is eatgangster.com, but where can people find your products? So we are, yes, we're available on our website, eatgangster.com. And then also we sell on Amazon so you can get them there. Um, we are in a handful, and I mean a small handful of retail stores and particularly um, functional medicine doctor offices, things like that, who um, really speak to gut health and that sort of thing. You can also buy them there if they're in your neighborhood. So um, Amazon and online, though, is the main source. Excellent. Thank you. That was Carrie Brown with Eat Gangster. So now we're going on to our next presenter who is going to help us drink more water, which we all need to do. Her name is Sarisha Mangala, and she has 
Tazon, T-E-Z-A-H-N.com. So Sarisha, please tell us all about your product and how you came up with it. My product is essentially a cold infusion and it touches the other topic about immunity. It's a drink that can actually help build your immunity. It goes back to what my grandmother's uh, lifestyle, that was my inspiration to come up with this product. And I've been a yogi for more than 15 years and also a certified yoga instructor. And what I've always noticed was that people attending yoga classes always carry a bottle of water with them. So I started to think that if people who go to the gyms or do workout have so many options out there to help, you know, replenish uh, and have like these protein shakes or protein bars, why is it that there is nothing on similar lines for people who do yoga? Because there are so many aspects of Ayurveda, people who don't know about yoga and Ayurveda, yoga and Ayurveda together, they're considered as sister sciences. And while yoga is the practice, Ayurveda is really the science and the medicine behind it. So I started to think uh, that there has to be a product that really resonates and that helps with especially people who are doing yoga. And I was lucky that I grew up in a household where there was so much healthy eating, balanced eating, what's available in nature, that you know, kind of a lifestyle is what I've grown up with. That played a big part of when I was thinking through about what can be a good product that could actually help people. It's a cold infusion, which is made with pure herbs and spices, and there is no additives, no preservatives, no sugar. So all of it is natural, just pure herbs and spices. It's in a tea bag and it infuses all the herbs and spices into your water. And, you know, you can refill your water bottle and it goes in any water bottle. It needn't be any specific water bottle. It could be regular room temperature. We have in three flavors. First one is called Tulsi and Spices. Second flavor is mint and turmeric. And the third one is ginger and jaggery. So jaggery is actually a superfood. It can help you actually control your sugar. In fact, people with diabetes eat a little bit of jaggery every single day because it helps them really control your immunity, your hormone levels and your sugar levels. And this is something for everybody. There's no sugar or nothing else that you're getting from that, but just pure uh, antioxidants. Where can people find your product, Sarisha? You can find my product on my website, tizan.com. We also have contact information there, but at this moment, we're only available on, on our website. Well, that's okay. So it's T-E-Z-A-H-N.com. Passage to Profit, Road to Entrepreneurship with Kenya Gibson sitting in for Richard Gearhart. I'm Elizabeth Gearhart. We had our guests, Tim S. Marshall and Marcella Gencarelli. If you missed any of this, our podcast is out tomorrow and we'll be right back. What are entrepreneurs' most valuable assets? Their passion and ideas. We can't protect your passion, but we can protect your ideas. Trust Gearhart Law to protect your ideas with premier patent, trademark, and copyright services. There's never been a better time to start your own business. Contact us at GearHeartLaw.com. At Gearheart Law, we have years of experience protecting entrepreneurs' ideas and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, contact the experts at Gearheart Law. www.GearHeartLaw.com. Don't let the wrong protection strategy ruin your business. All of our attorneys are passionate about protection and are licensed and qualified to represent you before the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Don't start your project without calling us first. Contact Gearheart Law on the web at G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W.com. At Gearheart Law, we believe the most successful companies all have one thing in common. They start with a solid foundation first. Gearheart Law has years of experience protecting entrepreneurs, ideas, and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, contact the experts at www.gearheartlaw.com. Our professionals will create a custom strategy designed to fit your needs and your budget. All of our attorneys are passionate about protection, licensed, and qualified to represent you before the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Don't start your project without calling us first. Visit GearHeartLaw.com. Together, we can change the world. Visit G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W.com. This ad has been read by a non-attorney spokesperson. Now more with Richard and Elizabeth. Passage to Profit. Noah Fleischman is our producer here at Passage to Profit, and he just has a way of putting his best memories in perspective. If you went to grammar school when I did, there's a book you probably loved and never forgot. It was a book called Danny Dunn and the Homework Machine. 
It was written all the way back in the 50s, but in my time it was actually still relevant. Wow, a computer where you could actually ask the question into the machine and it would just answer it for you. You hear that, Siri? Oh, Siri's not here. She's with my wife right now, on her smartphone. I still actually use one of these little flipper devices. I can get away with it for now. But you know something? I really couldn't see myself having Siri or any kind of a device where you talk into something every time you need an answer. I actually like to be curious. I use search engines, but I also love to go to the library. I love being around the books. Curiosity is a beautiful thing. I think it was one of the Greek philosophers that actually said that the quest for knowledge, curiosity, is in a lot of ways more valuable than knowledge itself. I can't seem to remember which philosopher it was that actually said that, but uh, I could probably ask Siri when she and my wife get home. All right, great. <laughs> we had a phenomenal show today with phenomenal people. I love the people that come on the show, don't you, Kenya? I do. It's always it's, a good group. I always learn so much. So first we had Tim S. Marshall, who you can find at timsmarshall.com. It sounds a little simple. Okay, pushing through your fears to get to where you need to be. But when you really dig into it with Tim, I want to go see him speak because he has got such insights into how entrepreneurs can succeed. I agree. And we had Marcella Jen Corelli. She also had incredible insights. So she specializes in client engagement and community outreach strategies. And just what she's been able to do with that, you don't really think about it a lot, but what she has been able to do to that and make it into a whole thing has been amazing. And you can find her on LinkedIn, M-A-R-C-E-L-L-A-G-E-N-C-A-R-E-L-L-I, Marcella Jen Corelli. If you just type in Marcella G, she'll probably come up a lot of places because she's she does a lot of outreach. And then we had Carrie Brown with Eat Gangster. It's eatgangster.com. And she told us what gangster stands for. And she has these wonderful food mixes for people that have food sensitivities. So you can feel like you're eating like a normal person and they taste really good, but they're not going to make you sick. And she's on Amazon and she's selling from her website. So I tasted her banana bread. She sent me the mix. I made it very good, I thought. And I think her stuff is for everybody, right? Like yeah. we all should be looking at our food and what we're putting in our bodies, right? So even if you don't have an allergy or you even think you do, or you need to be eating better, you need to be checking out her line for sure. Absolutely. And then we had Sarisha Mangala with Tezan, T-E-Z-A-H-N.com. So it's something that you can put in your water, but it's a special blend of herbs and spices to help your immune system, help you recover from exercise just make you feel better as you sip your water throughout the day. So it's an easy way to add a little health boost to your day and make your water taste better too. And now we're on to our group discussion. Everybody gets to answer the question. What is your favorite autumn activity? Tim, let's start with you. Well, I'm in South Florida, so I don't know if there's really an autumn here. <laughs> and I don't know if it's an activity, but I have a recliner that I like to lean back. And then, then I like to watch University of Michigan play football. Oh, that's an autumn activity. That's yeah. my autumn activity. I'm good with that. Yeah. What about you, Marcella? I'm going to tell you it's fall ball with the family, fall baseball and fall soccer. So that goes through the entire fall. And it's always a lot of fun. Look forward to it every year. Great. What about you, Carrie? I have a four and a half year old. And my favorite thing these days is just baking with her. And regardless of my business, I just love making cookies with her and decorating them and just having fun with her that way. We're in Charleston, South Carolina. Oh, okay. Yeah. I loved cooking with my kids when they were little too. So much fun. And what about you, Sarisha? Yeah, I have a four year old as well. So he keeps me very busy. So lots of activities with my son. And where do you live? I'm in Sacramento, California. So yeah, so kids are always fun in the fall. They're, all the excitement of going back to school and Halloween and Thanksgiving and Christmas is coming. <laughs> yeah, it's always fun. Kenya, what's your favorite fall activity? I feel like leather jackets and like walking around looking at leaves. If there's any, if I could wear a leather jacket all year round, <laughs> which we can <laughs> in New York, <laughs> this is my favorite time of year. So those things. One thing I was looking forward to all summer and we did it and we do it every single year is Richard and I, and when the kids were little, we took them with us, but they have grown up and moved away. We still do it is we go apple picking and I'll tell you, I will just lay down and I know I look weird, but I'll lay down on the grass and just smell the air with all the apples and the leaves changing. And there's always a lot of little kids running around. There's, you know, it's just 
It's wonderful. And I do love the changing leaves too. So thank you all. This has been an amazing show. A lot of the people behind the scenes who help with the show, Alicia Morrissey, who is our show coordinator, Noah Fleischman, who is our producer, Mark Wilson, who is our syndication manager, and all the people that listen to Passage to Profit. Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate you. Join us next week for another show of Passage to Profit, Road to Entrepreneurship. Thank you all for listening and thanks to all of our participants. We'll see you next week. 